Curiously Polar with Chris Marquardt and Mario Aguarona. Hello, welcome. It's Curiously Polar again, the podcast with a beautiful intro. Um, I'm still proud of, of that intro, of the sound. Uh, I, think, I think the sound... Um, well, first of all, hello Mario, how are you doing? Hello Chris, I'm doing fine, and you? I think I think the, the 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 sound of the intro, and again, let us know if you hate it or if you love it. Let's <laughs> know. Well, I think we'll keep it for a while. Um, it evokes some 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 something of ice and some I don't know has a bit of a tribal feeling. I always have this picture when the drums come in. I always have this picture of uh, of some Inuit beating on reindeer for drums or something. I don't yeah, know. well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's 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 one way. But of course, if uh, our listeners do not uh, think that it's appropriate, we uh, or if they think it's appropriate, please uh, do comment on our comment uh, uh, comment section. Well, let us know. We have uh, we have yes. ways to contact us on curiouslyporter dot com. Um, today we want to talk. Well, not reindeer, even though I think it was reindeer fur that I was sitting on when doing dog sledding. So. We want to talk about dog sledding. Now, we do this from a position as opposed to the photography episodes where uh, I can talk a lot about or the marine mammals where uh, you, Mario, can talk a lot about. Uh, for dog sledding, we have the, our knowledge about this mostly through our own experience and uh, and uh, you from spending a lot of time up in the north where dog sleds are kind of a more normal thing. So, uh, dog sledding is yeah. has been around for thousands of years people have used dogs to to pull sleds on over the snow and ice um for thousands of years and it it, it has i think from it, it, it's a bit like horses horses used to be uh working animals and transportation animals and uh i think dog sledding was mostly that and nowadays i have the feeling and correct me if i'm wrong that dog sledding is mostly a recreational thing these days well depending on where you are of course it's it's recreational if you're talking about uh inuit hunters in in greenland uh, they would use their dogs for for as, as work so they, do, they still <laughs> and, uh, do this yeah 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 they still do that and this is why you have to be uh, a little bit um uh, beware of of dogs in greenland when you go into villages and uh, uh you don't want to get too close to these animals because they are not uh, they are not socialized the same way as we are used to have dogs here. so, so some, sometimes they're not, they, they they're are not, not pets they're not pet dogs yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and probably also the treatment of the dogs by the uh, by the owner is not uh, uh, is not uh, increasing the uh, uh, trust uh, and mutual trust between the dog and, and the owner. Well, maybe I'm going a little bit too far here, but uh, but they can be quite a, kind of kind of aggressive. So do not get close to dogs if you are in villages in Greenland or in um, Arctic Canada or in Siberia, uh, because they could be. Uh, kind of suspicious of any uh, any humans getting close to them. Mm -hmm. I I had this feeling in Greenland when uh, we saw some. Um, well, it was it was a, a park kind of thing where lots of dogs were uh, were tied and they were fed there, and we saw them being fed, and um, they they were quite um, 
impressive let's put it this way yes exactly well that uh, but dogs of course like uh, they are uh, some of if not the uh, first animal that was uh, domesticated um so uh, we're talking about 14,000 years uh, ago uh, with the first uh, dog remains that are uh, found closer to close to human settlements and uh, and uh, and there are uh, some people say even 30,000 years 36,000 years ago um so um so we have dogs accompanying humans and uh, and uh, dogs are i mean there are breeds of dogs that are very resistant to uh, to cold and um and so we have uh, dogs and humans migrating in the polar areas especially well north because in the south we don't have the same sort of uh, colonizations by humans and uh, and and using uh, each other's skills for survival and uh, one of the things that dogs uh, can do is uh, pull uh, something behind them and it's and this a is surprisingly probably... a surprisingly good pull that dogs can do yes and you can have um, you can have several dogs one one of the things that uh, that is um, clear is that when you have a, a sleigh uh, the dogs can be attached in a in a straight line so one after the other um, and you can have a lot of dogs like being like just in front of of each other and they can help each other in pulling and this is one way of doing it or they can each be attached at the same with the same length of string to the uh, to the sleigh and fan out and these are two different uh, ways of of pulling uh, and there's, a sleigh and, and there's also the combination where you have like a central a central rope and then dogs yes. going to the left and the right of that yes and they both have their advantages and disadvantages of course if you have a fan of dogs uh, then you have you have a limit uh, of uh, uh, the portion of the traction that for the outer dogs so the portion of the traction is going towards the direction of movement uh, that uh, vector uh, towards the direction of movement so it's probably less efficient but in an area where the ice is not uh, very um, very safe this is a safe way of of pulling a sledge because mm -hmm. you'd always have some dogs i mean you you have you maximize the chance that uh, that uh, you'll you'll have some dogs that can pull the others from a danger which could be a crack in the ice and the others can be mm -hmm. fell can fall into the water or uh, or a crevasse or or something so the uh, when the terrain is uneven and if you are in a forest you don't want to have a fan <laughs> like uh, if you have the the great uh, races like the Edita Rod uh, in Alaska, and in Yukon, then you have uh, the um, uh, oh, it's in Alaska, isn't it? Edita Rod. Uh, you have uh, the uh, the dogs in a straight line right behind each other, because when you're going into a forest, you want to have the dogs right in front of each other, so okay. that they can you can pass. Uh, Oh, it's easier to get the, through. You don't get caught up in stuff. You don't get a, yeah. You don't get one dog on the one side of the of the of the tree and the other dog on the other side of the tree. So, so mm. I do have like again my personal experience uh, dog sledding. Uh, I've done this two times now. I've done one just a tiny little bit uh, of all places in Siberia near Lake Baikal, which uh, is not a typical area for that. But uh, there are now some. Uh, some husky farms that uh, that have those dogs and that have offered that. Um, and it's a cold climate there as well, at least in winter, not in summer, but in winter it is cold. 
and uh, so that works out quite well um, and then up in Svalbard as a tourism activity where they have like a mm. commercial commercial dog kennel um, with 150 dogs somewhere there are several companies that offer that and then yeah Martin Martin the owner of Arctic Dogs is for uh, example is um is a very uh is is a dane and uh in his past he has been in the uh, uh danish uh military in a section of the danish mil military called the uh the serious uh sled patrol oh and um and he um he has been uh serving into this uh, unit which is kind of unique in the world in uh, in eastern greenland where um the uh few men that are uh that are uh, serving, so 12 men usually are serving in Greenland at the same time, and, uh, and two radio operators. Um, and these 12 men, they actually have to take dog sleighs uh, and, and cover the patrol the northeast coast of Greenland um, by dog sleigh in the winter. And uh, this is... Uh, a, the, the coastline is... Uh, the, the area that they have to patrol, the coastline is uh, is around sixteen thousand kilometers. Oh, wow! So every winter they have to do this. They are stationed the different uh, teams of so two persons. Um, so there are six teams of so two persons. They are set out in different places by by air from the air, <laughs> and and then they have to uh, they have to uh, to patrol their own piece of uh, piece of coast, and uh, until the the fjord ice uh, melts and then they are taken back again. And uh, and this is part of the of the uh, commitment that Denmark has for the uh, sovereignty in Denmark in uh, in Greenland and uh, for the defense of the uh, of the area. And these are but and the, and the dogs here they have um, they have a very special selection of dogs and these are some of the of the uh, um, largest and uh, more robust dogs for pulling a sleigh, and uh, they have teams of. Uh, 11 to 15 dogs and uh, they carry um, a sleigh that the fully packed is about uh, between 350 and 500 kilos depending of the distance between the depots which is amazing so my, my experience was um, again up in Svalbard and we did uh, a sleigh dog sled tour uh, for like half a day and the okay so so my my experience from from the point of having not really done this before uh was a really good a really good one so first of all uh those dog sleds had um five dogs they put five dogs in front of one and what i learned and what i read up on is that uh those dogs have roles so they are they're not just like five dogs but there's one who's the lead who one who the who is pretty much the the, the, the boss of that uh, of that sleigh and then there are other dogs that are uh, that have other roles in there but it's pretty much a team of dogs that they put together for a sleigh and and then what we did is what we uh, we we had two persons per sleigh and uh, one person was standing on the back of uh, of the slide and the the other person was sitting as i said in a reindeer fur of sorts like in a warmish kind of thing and the uh the other person in the back had the job of well actually more the job of making sure the dogs go don't go too far too fast <laughs> because um <laughs> because i was amazed at the amount of pull these dogs have they were 
very eager to run. They were they, they weren't like uh can't be bothered. No, they they were you could you could tell when we went and uh, they picked the dogs that all the dogs wanted to go. Every dog wanted to go. And uh, the the ones that were then allowed to go and pull the sled were like totally in their element. They were really loving what they were doing. And um, that was impressive to me. And the amount of pull. We had some some hilly terrain that we went over. And uh, pulling two people and the sled up a hill, uh, and those five dogs could do it, no problem. So uh, they are very, very strong dogs. Yeah, the, there are several uh, several breeds of dog that can be put pulling a, a sleigh, and um, and there are uh, like uh, the the most uh, common uh, in in our popular uh, fantasy is the is husky, and and huskies are uh, sort of there, were, there are several different breeds of huskies, but they have all been um, selected for uh, pulling, at least originally for being eager to pull. And then, uh, of course, there are like aspects uh, of the dog, like with the blue eyes and the black and white patterns, and uh, and this they can be also be selected on parameters. But they are all uh, being very very eager to pull, so they are not really um, dogs for going for a little walk, unless you want to do something that is uh, that is <laughs> very common. More uh, of a little run, as opposed to a yeah. walk. <laughs> And, and this is this is actually something that is happening uh, pretty much everywhere in in the Arctic. Um, uh, I can see it in Norway. I know in Finland they are doing this. In Greenland, in Canada, um, it's uh, uh, going uh, with one person and one dog. So you, you, without a sleigh. So we're not talking about dog sledging, but uh, having a a dog that uh, is eager to pull. And it's attached to the person via a harness uh, on the dog and a harness on the person, like usually a belt or something on the person. Mm -hmm. And um, and then you can um, you can either uh, go walking, for example, go walking uphill on a mountain with a dog that pulls you. Oh, it's, really? Uh, it's actually much easier. It's more complicated when you're going downhill. <laughs> of course, you don't <laughs> want the dog to pull you down. So it's it's actually tricky there. Or uh, in the winter when there is snow on the ground, you can go snowshoeing or um, going on skis and having the dog pulling you. Um, in difficult parts, especially, it's it's very nice. And also going on a flat terrain with a with dog pulling you. So I it's, tried it's this. Like, so it's a bit like an e-bicycle, right? Yes. It's just a support, actually, supported now, now power. Yes, and when you're talking about it, there are also people that are using small cars or even bicycles with the dogs attached to the bicycle. Oh wow! And uh, and it's uh, it can be it can be really tricky. A friend of mine, a colleague, a good colleague, and a friend of mine, uh, Gabby, uh, she has experienced a couple of nasty falls. Uh, she she has two dogs, two uh, two huskies, and um, and she was exercising on a bicycle with them, and um, and of course, uh, like yeah, you can. When you are reaching a certain speed and on a bicycle, you're prone of going on a like much faster than <laughs> than you would do if you if you were running oh. yourself. Uh, but uh, well, you can see the obstacles, maybe or a ditch or a piece of uh, like a tree or something, and um, and hit it. So, so it, it can is be a bit dangerous can be kind sometimes. of kind of sporty doing this. Wow! But uh, but uh, dogs uh, pulling humans or artifacts on which humans sit or or slide along or or bicycle on is uh, is is quite quite a nice recreational activity and not and, an uh, uncommon sight then wow and not an uncommon sight when you are up in the arctic 
So yeah. one of the other things that um, I heard about up there is that there are, I mean, there are like the Greenland dogs and the, the, the Siberian ones and so on, and that they, um, I don't know which ones uh, are rich, but some of them are more like the good pullers, but uh, some of the others are, have a more, more of a more endurance, so they can run for tens and tens of miles without stopping. Well, it's like it's like human athletes. You can have people uh, that are uh, for a sprint and going very fast on a short uh, distance, and uh, you have people that are more for a marathon and they can be mm. going for a long time. So, depending on on the use you want to have, but of course, it's difficult to have a, a dog that is polyvalent that can do just about everything. Uh -huh. But uh, and and there you you get to into the into the racing and. Uh, And there are races uh, for uh, for sleigh dogs in in Europe and North America. They are pretty pretty much uh, um, in the uh, in the in the daily scene in the winter. You have racings for for dogs on the snow with a with a sleigh in the back. And and the 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 thing that I also found interesting is uh, when we went dog sledding. I think it was minus ten Celsius. Um, mm -hmm. What is that? Let me let me just. Uh, see what is uh that is that is 14 fahrenheit just to make sure we we don't lose the international listeners um so that was relatively cold for us but um the dog owner said um this is very warm for the dogs they they are and they already pulled quite a lot but they would be doing this even better and even with more enthusiasm if it was minus 20 minus 25 minus 30 so minus 10 celsius 14 fahrenheit is uh, is warm for some of these dogs oh yes oh yes <laughs> which is which it's, i find it's, amazing it, it's very warm so you don't want to uh, to overheat them and uh, and here and, and here uh, in in central europe sometimes you see people putting little jackets on their dogs because it's too cold for them when it's when it's not cold Yeah, it's um well in um in uh, in temperate areas we have evolved uh, as humans into using other animals for pulling or running like horses for example and uh, or cattle um so you don't um, you don't have the uh, selection of dogs for for pulling things in in temperate areas uh but uh in the in the ones that are being selected they are they have of been selected course. for colder climates uh -huh. mm. uh, now now one more thing uh up in long European when uh we had the first night was in a hotel there and i talked to the lady at the hotel reception and she wasn't from there which in svalbard i think most most people are not from there there's a very international crowd there um and she was from i think from britain and uh and then we talked and i we talked about the the dogs and she said yeah we have eight dogs so it, for recreational purposes, they have eight dogs, mm. um, and uh, in in longer being up in Svalbard, you cannot have the dogs uh, in the city. So they uh, do have. It's almost like a car park outside, but it's for dogs. It's a kind of a public dog kennel <laughs> where you a park and ride. <laughs> it's a park and ride kind of thing where this I, this is really interesting. They have this dog kennel, and each of the dogs has this little hut that it. Uh, Uh, can sit in so for protection and um, yeah there are like a couple hundred dogs outside the longer being on the side of the road there's this kennel and uh, owners just like rent a kennel there and put their dogs there and, and then pick them up and go there a couple of times a day to feed them and to take care of them or to take them out for a ride um, so 
I think that you cannot have them in Longyearbyen because of um, they would be barking at night and keeping people awake. I think that was yeah, one of the uh, main uh, reasons there. Yeah, and um, it's it's very interesting, and uh, and all these um, all of these uh, kennels and um, and the uh, they uh, they help in in keeping the uh, or in uh, uh, increasing the interest in in taking the dogs out and having private people doing the uh, dog sledding. But the uh, the kennels that are doing this or the companies that are doing this dog sleighing for um, for commercial purposes for tourists uh, to the recreation of tourists are uh, are coming up everywhere and um, and it, there is a huge demand here in Tromsø we have a couple of companies that offer dog sleigh tours and uh, and uh, this summer traveling through uh, Sweden for example I've met a couple of uh, of, of companies that uh, I visited a couple of companies that have uh, sleigh dogs and uh, and all of this is uh, I wonder if it has some aura of the times of uh, polar expedition where Possibly. dogs have, uh, have have proven to be uh, to be ex- excellent uh, uh, companions for uh, transporting humans and and stuff and I'm I'm talking here I'm referring here to the uh, to the uh, Amundsen um, uh, Antarctic expedition in uh, 1911 1912 where uh, Amundsen went and for the as a first man to the south pole uh, with his companions and and he was pulled by dogs and at the same time uh, scott uh, and his expedition they were trying to use horses and and it didn't work and so they were pulling the sleighs themselves at one point oh. um and 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 it did, they didn't they didn't make it uh, at the end as everybody knows of course because uh, scott wilson and bowers uh, they died in uh, in coming back, but uh, um, but the uh, but the fact is that Amundsen managed to do to do the the whole expedition with the dogs, and and even one of the one of the criticism that that Amundsen has with his dog slaying um, expedition in into the South Pole is that well he had calculated a number of dogs uh, um, so that they could be used as food oh so so they would either, have more either, dogs and then the yes. ones uh sometimes they, eat a dog yeah they would uh, they would feed the the dogs with some of their companions so they would uh wow um, they could uh slaughter uh, a dog uh, every so many days so, so they it, could was, feed it was it to much, the other ones it was pretty much fuel that would yeah walk fuel along. for that and they and they even they even ate dogs themselves at the end when they were reaching the end uh, the bay of whales uh, going back to framheim so this is this is one of the uh one of the uh like uh, interesting things about the about history. dogs wow. <laughs> about the history of dogs so i i do remember it as being a yeah. very very fun activity and the dogs that um we had up there um were all like very friendly they were Interesting enough, so so when we when we had finished this this uh, dog sledding, um, mm. they got us to uh, an area where they had uh, husky puppies, and uh, everyone who wanted hold one could hold one, and it was a good experience for everyone. And uh, I asked them um, a bit about it, and they said, well, they do this for two reasons. First of all, the tourists love it. A husky puppy is very fluffy and. Uh, 
and very cute. Um, but they also do it to get the huskies um, used to people. Socialized. Yes. They socialize uh, them with people. Yeah. So um, especially, I think, around the tourism area, um, they want those huskies to to be happy with people around them. And that was clearly the case. And they were they were like in yeah. a... In a good condition, and they loved doing what they did, and they loved being being uh, petted and just being around people. Oh yes, oh yes, it's uh, it's one of the very important uh, important aspects of of having a commercial enterprise with with huskies is having the the dog socialized so that uh, they would not uh, uh, like bite <laughs> and oh, be that aggressive would be towards, counterproductive, towards humans. Yeah. yeah, that would be relatively counterproductive. <laughs> but uh, but I've had. Um, I've had the the experience of uh, of meeting one of the uh, one of the legendary mushers. Uh, a musher is, the, a, is, is a is a dog dog sleigh driver. Right. Um, um, uh, Will Steger. Um, he's uh, he's uh, a very interesting uh, person, and um, he's now a a, a very uh, um, Active person for the uh, preservation of the uh, of the Arctic and the Antarctic, uh, but especially the Arctic, and he lives in in Minnesota. Um, he um, he was uh, in a in a series of of feats expeditions with his dogs because he uh, is an expert in in dog sleigh riding, and um, and he has had a like the first uh, transatlantic uh, transantarctic expedition. And that um, was uh, is in in eighty nine, eighteen ninety, and uh, and this was before dogs were uh, forbidden in Antarctica for uh, for bio hazard uh, preservation. Uh, dogs are not allowed on Antarctica since uh, nineteen ninety four because they might hunt and uh, because they might be running wild and. And, and and carry well apart from the diseases, but also running wild and uh, uh -huh. and then going and like for example destroying penguins and, All right. and things, and um, and uh, Will has uh, has done this. He has done um, well together with with others, of course. But he was that the um, he was the person that was taking care of the dogs and the and the sleighs and training the dogs and, and he has the expertise on this. And he has uh, done the first uh, dog uh, ride that also to the North Pole and uh, um, to he has crossed the Greenland uh, south to north on uh, on a dog sleigh, which is also quite a feat, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't even uh, stop and, and shoot a seal, and and he was definitely not uh, for shooting his dogs for giving food to himself or other dogs. So um, I mean. Uh, it's it's very impressive what you can do with uh, with dogs and uh and what you can get with uh, with dogs pulling a sleigh and he's uh, one of the person he has written a series of books and uh, is uh, is definitely one name will What's his name steger again? will w i l l and uh, steger s t e g e r all right um, we'll put a link uh, on the on the um, in the notes on our podcast in the notes so that you can you can find him. All but, right, um, it's definitely an inspiration. And wow. in any case, one thing that I I really uh, I really encourage everybody to do anybody to do is like trying uh, dog sledding, I'm and also the way the the dogs they uh, they respond to commands. Like uh, you can 
they usually are trained to respond to a uh, signal for turning right. I think it's G, G, G is turning to the right and ha, ha, ha is to the left. So you can direct them and you can uh, go, whoa, and then stop them. So it's, it's, well, it's the, really... Well, the dog sleds that we had uh, with our commercial tourist kind of thing had an anchor that you could throw on a rope. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. Well, Seriously. no, but that, but that is, but that is, that is in, a, in any sledge because the dogs okay. are running and they're running really fast. So if you want to stop the team because you see that there is there a problem a foot, there was a foot break which you which was just yeah. uh, some some claw digging into the into the snow yeah. and then if you if you if you stand there and you, you do not want to stand on that foot break you could then put the anchor out and and kind of uh, put it yeah, in the snow are, yeah. so it would hold yeah, exactly yeah. there are there are the two systems yeah the, the brake for just uh, slowing them down just to make the the sleigh a little bit heavier to pull and then you have the anchor and and yeah. sometimes not even that and then you also have to be careful that you you anchor the sleigh when you are stopping and uh, you are leaving the sleigh for a yeah. second i don't know you want to go for a for like necessary physiological items but we call that <laughs> for a, yourself a bio break <laughs> yeah bio break and then then you need to you need to anchor them because these dogs they want to pull they so do they, want they to will pull. <laughs> they they will just do it and and the sleighs are like we we haven't gone into the different sleighs but uh, the sleighs are built in different um, in different styles and there are some that are really light and uh, and some that are more sturdy for carrying and stuff like the greenland type of sleigh is kind of heavier and it's made for carrying um it's more like a how do you call it a, a truck sleigh a truck sleigh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like for for carrying things a like pickup uh, sleigh. seals and a pickup sleigh and uh, and the racing sleighs are very light and yeah and the um and of course nowadays the uh, material under the uh, under the skis can be uh, some synthetic material some in order to make them slide back, some Teflon or something. Yeah. But one of, one of the things that is was done originally in Greenland is, and probably some people, some of the, that still do it, is that you uh, would cover, you turn the sleigh upside down in very cold weather, and then you, the, uh, the person preparing the sleigh, they would, uh, um, he would, uh, or she would, uh, usually it's a man, uh, he would uh, put uh, spray water from his mouth, like spray the water on the sleighs, on the tracks, so that he would freeze on it. Oh. So you would have like ice uh, sleigh, uh, ice skis under the sleigh, wow. so that he would slide better. I remember as a kid when we had a, what's it called, a toboggan. Um, yeah. we, we used, and they had, they had metal uh, underneath to, to yes, glide better yes. um, we would turn them around and then take a candle and put wax on them like rub wax on them so they would slide better like a bit of uh, waxing skis I guess a bit like yeah, that yeah but, uh, but wax would probably work well but uh, well, if you are uh, it will wear off if you are in an out, area where there, out there, where, where there is no water, wax yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. that's well there is definitely water. Of course, you would need some energy in order to melt it. But when you are going on a on a dog sleigh ride, you definitely have a lot of water and the form of snow or ice all around. Yes. All right. All right. Okay. Well. So with that, I think wow, we have covered more than I would have expected. Awesome. Yeah. I love you the see information. There's <laughs> a, this this Mario. I just have to like poke a needle at you, and you come. Lots of stuff comes out of you. That is amazing. Yes. Thank Maybe not so with the best of sounds, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we are working on the sound. We're still open for donations. Uh, yeah, and very get, grateful for to, any donation that would come. To yeah. buy a better podcaster microphone for Mario. Um, the link is in the show notes and on curiouslypolar.com. This was episode 18. And uh, yeah, we'll 
most likely be back next week with another episode. Until then, uh, stay cool. Stay cool. Stay cool.